This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hi everyone, you're listening to Thoughts and Theories on ORFM, where I'll delve deeper into the meanings and messages of films, books, TV shows, and more. I'm Asha Amaasri, and let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts and Theories. What's up? How's it going? What's the vibe? I've been doing pretty good myself. Um, well... I can't say that because I am recording this from the past and you guys will be listening to this in the future. So I don't know how my assignments are going to be treating me in the future. But as of now, I am recording this two weeks prior to when you were listening to this. Look at me being so organized. I say this, yet I still haven't actually implemented my my reading, like my thoughts and theories like episode plan like I said last time when I was doing my self-reflection and I said first I was going to talk about something political and then I was going to talk about Barbie and then Oppenheimer yeah well I lied (laughs) I just think it's so hard for me to commit to something once I say it like that's why I don't like saying things because then it just jinxes it because now I'm not really yeah no I'm just not in the vibe for that at the moment and I just go with the vibes you know which is exactly why I'm recording this episode straight after I recorded the last episode because we'll be talking about the same topic we'll be talking about types of readers and I was just super excited with how last one went and I wanted I wanted to go I wanted to delve deeper into the psyche of readers and how things be like and what the vibe be like basically is the gist um, so to recap, because it's been it's been quite it's been a few minutes since the last episode, um, for me anyway. <laughs> so basically, the readers that I um, talked about uh, a fortnight ago was the rereader, the annotator, the annotator, sorry, uh, the amnesiac, uh, the spine cracker, page folder, speed reader, and the TBR. So just to really quickly run through what each of those are, in case you got, you haven't heard the last episode, the rereader is someone who just goes back to the same book over and over again because it brings them comfort. Um, the annotator is someone who basically studies and analyzes the crap out of their book, uh, whatever that may be, and it's not for it's not it, it's not necessarily for studying purposes, just for enjoyment purposes. The amnesiac is someone who reads a book and um, pretty much forgets it immediately after writing it, but still has impeccable uh, reviews and can describe the book in such unorthodox ways, unorthodox ways, but yet so, you know, compelling. Because they can tell you what the story is about without telling you what the story is about in that very literal way. Um, The Spinecracker is people who crack the spine of their books and they should... uh, suffer no I'm kidding (laughs) um and there's the page folder who doesn't is basically someone who doesn't use um uh, bookmarks and just folds their pages instead the speed reader is usually an organized person who like reads like 10 plus books a month generally honestly and they just read books at the speed of light I like to call them the flash 
And um, finally, we have the TBR, which is, for those of you who don't know, TBR stands for To Be Read, and it's basically a list of books to be read. And um, if your TBR is obnoxiously long, like the example I used in the last episode was the size of the wall, of the, like the length of the wall of China, and um, that is me, and I, I was calling myself for that, and I basically said that you have commitment issues if you have that. <laughs> Very strong, bold claim. Um, but yeah, so that was basically a speed run of what I talked about last episode. And I have a few more types of readers um, to talk about today. And um, it's based pretty much the same thing, but just a bit more detail and more variation in slightly different and stuff like that. So uh, last episode, I talked about um, like people with long TBRs generally have a slump. And I did briefly talk about that, but I wanted to give more emphasis and explanation about what the slump is and um you know how it works and stuff like that so basically the slump is basically a period in your life where you read like you are either in between books or you are currently reading a book but you just cannot for the life of you read anything anymore and it's just nothing sticks in your brain nothing is fun and it's just everything is gray and dull and it sucks, right? And it's just like, because you were just like either, just like a few hours ago, I was so excited to go home to read this book about this princess who slays a dragon, right? But why is it that now that I'm back, I don't want to read this book? But not only do I not want to read this book and continue where I was last time, none of the books on my shelves interest me. I turn to Kindle, none of those interest me either. I turn to Audible, nothing. It's just, I'm like... nothing it just nothing works and this could be for a couple of reasons it could be um it could be I think uh what what is it media like media oversaturation I think is what the word is is basically when you're so oversaturated with content that you just you're you're dead and you just your brain just can't process anything anymore and you can't nothing is worth it anymore and you just you need basically a detox your brain needs to go through a flush to cleanse everything and take a break really um i noticed a lot of people went through this during lockdown because you had nothing or like near the ends of lockdown anyway because during lockdown you could do nothing you couldn't really leave the house so you had to do everything inside the house so people generally turn to tv shows movies books and games and whatever any any form of self-entertainment and um being faced with that all the time non-stop makes you like you just get sick of it you know it's like when you eat the same pancake every single day for like five years and one day you're just like I can never look at a pancake the same way ever again and it's just it's imprinted in my memory and it's just not it that's basically what it feels like to be in a slump and slumps can be experience in a variety of ways some people experience a slump for just a few hours very lucky by the way some people have it a bit longer than that a few days a few weeks a few months even uh for me that is the vibe like i get into slumps really easily because i have a really long tbr and i went through a whole like psychoanalysis of that last episode but um basically my slump is different from the usual like I guess the usual characterization of slumps, I guess. My slump is specifically a slump for physical books. Because I still read books, just not online ones. I read a lot of um, e-books, uh, fan fictions, or 
or original works or translations um, and uh, like Asian books and stuff like that. But they're all on my phone and I can, you know, switch tabs between them pretty easily. But with books, there's a certain commitment to it. Well, it's obviously, it's a very different experience reading online and reading like physically. And I do actually prefer reading physically. It's just, like I said, it's a commitment because I'm the type of reader where I pick, when I pick up a physical book, I need to have the tools to annotate it because I really want to like leave an impression on the book and make it more me. And it's just a style of like, that's just the style of me reading and just makes me, it makes it much more fun that way. But because it makes it much more fun and I have so much more to do. It doesn't feel right when I'm reading that book without those tools to annotate with. And I'm not one of those people who like to write in the actual book. I have to write it on like a sticky pad and then put it in and stick it in the book. And so if I don't have those sticky pads, even if I have a pencil, I can't write in the book. And it's just so annoying. And now I'll forget about the raw reaction that I had and the magic is gone. I can't go back home and rewrite it because then it will feel like homework. It has to be done in the moment and there. Yeah. But I still read a lot, just not physical books. Some people, when they have a slump, they can't read anything. And it doesn't matter how cool it is or how short it is. Like, they can't even read something like a short dialogue prompt from Pinterest or something. And I get that. It's just... When you have... Like, you know, if anyone's ever had, like, overstimulation, like, when enough is enough. Like, when you have too much, you can't control how you feel and it's just... It sucks. And the slump is the worst thing to ever experience. The slump can also be called, like, also be known as, like, the block or something. Um, people who write, they, like, experience similar things except for writing, right? You can have a slump for anything. In this case, obviously, we're talking about reading. But you can have a slump or block for writing. People, writers, obviously call it writer's block, where they can't get their ideas out and down onto the page. Uh, some people, like, you know, when you're doing a project, like any creativity project, you will just have a moment where you just can't continue it. Like, I did photography for two years um, for school and everything, and it was it was really tough because I had a deadline, but it was better because I had a deadline. It didn't necessarily mean that I put out my best work, but it did mean that I put something out within the deadline. It sucks for school because obviously you're graded for what project you put in. However, uh, like, when you, when you set yourself a deadline, um, and if you just keep on writing or keep on taking photos or keep on crocheting your project, as long as you just keep up that consistency, then you will be able to eventually get somewhere. What you just, like, wrote about before or did might be trash, and that's okay. But that trash is necessary to happen in order to get to the part where it is great and fun. The way I like to think about it is a bridge between the beginning and the great part, right? The bridge is basically in the, the in-between between the, like, good, the, the beginning and the great part, and it builds up to that part. Without the bridge, you can't get from point A to point B. So, is necessary. So just think about it that way if you're ever experiencing a block. And for reading, I would have to say the same thing. Obviously take a break from it, and this applies for any project. Before crossing that bridge, sit down, take a breather, take as long as you need, and then start it. Even if it feels forced, even though it feels like it sucks, just keep reading. Just keep writing or taking photos, just doing whatever that project calls up for you. 
And I have nothing to really psychoanalyze the slump for other than, because this is such a broad topic, I need like more specific attitudes with slump. Like I already, I already psychoanalyzed mine and well, I, it's not psychoanalyzing because I already, because it's my behavior. I know my behavior, but like if someone had like a very specific style of slump where every three months on the dot, they always have a slump or every time they read a good book, they just can't read another book straight away and they have like a three month slump and stuff like that. Like that. Yeah. If I have specific examples, I can like try and like assume and guess what what type of person you are and your attitudes in life and stuff like that. But the slump is such a big, broad topic and anyone and everyone can experience it that it doesn't really, doesn't really, um, I can't really do anything about it except for that. It's everyone, everyone experiences this. It's like life is filled with ups and downs. And if you've, if you've experienced an up, inevitably you will have to come down. Like, um, the excuse that I like to use that was actually advice that was imparted by my sister. She said life is sort of like a wheelbarrow where, um, or just a wheel. And when you're turning, you're at one point in the wheel, you will, you'll go down, up, down, up. You'll just keep rolling through life. When you go up, you know, eventually you'll be coming down. And when you go down, when you're in your worst moments in your life, you'll know that eventually you will come up because life is all about change. There's no constant and it's always going to be new, fresh, and a nice time. Well, not necessarily a nice time, but an experience, that's for sure. So yeah, that's all I can say when you're experiencing a slump. You'll, it'll get better. You'll, you'll just need to keep, keep going through the motions and one day you'll have your moment where you're like, hey, I'm out. I'm, I'm better. I'm out the hole. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that is a slump. The next type of reader is the type of reader that I am. And my walls are sick of me. This is what I like to call the drama or the actor. Um, and this is basically someone who, when they read, they they have to physically show their emotions somehow. Either they audibly gasp, um, or they're, like, their eyes, like, do, or, like, they do a double take as if they just witnessed something, like, crazy. Except in this case, you just read something crazy. And you're just, like, blinking owlishly at your book. Maybe you literally have to facepalm. So, like... Maybe you gasp and you're like, oh my god. Sometimes, some people, and by some people, I mean me, I have to physically stop reading sometimes. S- close the book and just look at this wall in my room or, like, look at my calendar or something. And that was that is where my pretend camera is. And I'll pretend I'm in a show like Modern Family or Liz and, Liv and Maddie or something. Or The Office where, like, I'm in an interview and I would, like, look at the wall slash camera and I'm just like, Oh my god, she did not just do what I think she just did. Like, is she dumb? Is she an idiot? And then, like, I could go on, like, a huge, like, tirade of, like, comments and curses and whatever, depending on what happened. And then I can continue the book as if nothing happened. And what what I find really interesting about this behavior is, um, obviously it's eccentric and everything, but it's the fact that no one else is there to see what you did. It is just purely for you and the fly on the wall. And that is just so funny to me because it's just purely for self-satisfaction. And it, it's enough knowing that you did it and it is for you. 
and it like you know really makes a difference as to like releasing pent up energy and <laughs> that's really that's really funny to me um and like I can't be the only one who does this and I know for a fact that I'm not the only one who's done this okay and obviously this doesn't just apply to reading this could be like applied to like social media or something like do you ever just do you ever just go on Instagram and like there's like this um there's this Instagram couple that is very public with their emotions and very public with their relationship and suddenly they stop posting about each other or maybe maybe one of the people in the relationship didn't post a happy birthday post to their significant other like they usually do or maybe one person like and this doesn't necessarily mean a relationship or something you go on someone's instagram and you find out that all their photos are deleted they have no bio and they have no profile picture and suddenly you're so intrigued that you have to stop look around your room at your imaginary audience and go like wait a dang minute and then suddenly your inner Sherlock Holmes comes out and like has to do some investigating like what happened in this person's life that their whole their social media went on like a whole 180 it's just it's so funny obviously some people listening to this could say um Asha this is none of your business like let people live their lives without you being a stalker and creep about it yeah well if you didn't want me up in your business then you shouldn't have posted on the internet for everyone to see and now I am invested (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, obviously, I won't go, like, so far to the extent of stalking and stuff like that, but I will see I will see from the social cues and social photos that you have with your friends and, like, your activity and analyze and see what's up to find out what, how, what your life is on about these days. And that's one of the reasons why I don't really post much on my social media because I know that it's a lot, it's a very, it's very um, exposing about someone's life. All I post really are like highlights on my trips occasionally when I actually get around to posting them and then um, like food photos and videos because that's just something that I really enjoy and post and that doesn't really show much personal information other than the fact that I just really like to eat. (laughs) Anyway, no, oh my god, I'm getting distracted. But yeah, so this is like the drama, what I'm saying. Like, you bring the drama into the book. Like, you see the drama in the book, right? There's, like, a drama, there's a scandal, like, there's a love triangle, or she's just about to kill the king, like, assassinate the king, but he managed to stop her in time, and now they're at a face-off, and he unveils her mask and finds out, oh, it's you? And, like, they were, like, childhood friends and or something, and, like, he's, like, absolutely betrayed, and you have to stop, and you're like, oh my god. And you have to pace around the room, run your hand through your hair, and, like, oh my god, oh my god, you physically cannot see what is going to happen next, and you have to run to that wall next to you and go, like, oh my god, he can't find out, okay? That's gonna ruin her whole facade. It's gonna, she, it's gonna get her killed. And, like, he's never gonna be the same after this. He's been betrayed multiple times. Like, now finding out the one person that he could trust is going to kill her, it's like... It is it's, it's trying to kill him and stuff. It's like no, he's gonna. He's got this is this is it. This is his entry to the villain arc, and it's like it's just crazy. Like you, this is this is actual dialogue that you will have said to your wall or to your cat, your pit, or whatever. And it's just it's so funny, but it's so satisfying. But you know what I love um, as well. Like when you ever read read a book and you get to those moments where it's a very like. It's a very high tension moment and it's a climax of a book and it's so good that you're scared that you'll get too excited and you will accidentally spoil it to yourself. So you have to cover the bottom of the page so you 
read it. You like force yourself to read it line by line. Cause Ross, who knows? Maybe your like eyes will like jump down by accident, and you'll read like a spoiler, and that's like that's not good. I explained like I heard someone. I saw like I saw a post about someone explaining this to someone. And they were saying how, like, they were surprised how people reacted to that. And it's just, like, I was surprised, too, because it's, like, what do you mean? Do people not do that? Like, do you not get so excited when you're reading a book that you have to physically cover the bottom half of the book because, Ross, you know you couldn't stop yourself because you'd get too excited? Some people looked at, like, me and was, like, are you, you're, you're crazy. Like, that's, I've never done that before in my life. And now I'm, like, questioning myself. Like, what do you mean? Like, I've, like, what do you mean you didn't, like, oh, I don't know, like, maybe your self-control is better than mine, but I can't, I have to cover it, Russ, I will definitely, definitely skim through, and I don't want to skim through, because this is a moment, this is the moment that the whole book has been culminating and cultivating for, and this cannot, like, it's not just, it's not fair if I were to skim through it, it needs to have its justice, and it needs to have its time and due, so I need to take my time, read it the way the author intended me to read it, and take a deep breath, that's why I have to have my hand covered, or else it just won't, it won't work out, so yeah, I am the drama, I do this all the time, and I know some of you guys do this all the time too, and this is not just for reading, obviously, TV shows and stuff like this. But now I have another example to compare this to. Sports games. Obviously, when you're watching it live, you can't... You can't pause it, but you still, like, jump up when, like, uh, when, like, Barcelona scores, like, in a football goal or something. And you're just like, oh my god, that was amazing, or something. Or, they, or like, you see, um, you see someone, um like, playing baseball, and they just, like, they just missed, like, uh, running to the base before someone, like, one of the, like, someone caught the ball, and, like, you just, you complain, and you're like, oh my god, no, that was so close, and I didn't use specific, specific terminology, because I'm not a sports girly, and I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) Anyway, um, in terms of psychoanalysis and stuff like that, I get the vibe that, hmm, if you, if you are the drama, then I reckon you have some sort of theater background. Like, you either took drama in school, or you did drama as a, like, side thing for fun, or, um, you, you grew up with, if, if, if you didn't have drama, uh, like, as, um, like, a subject, then you had drama as a day-to-day life. Like, I have a feeling that you... Okay, that it, this is one of two situations. Like, this, it, like, there's no in-between. You either, you either grew up with a lot of siblings, or you grew up as a lonely single child. Growing up with a lot of, uh, a lot of siblings is a different world, okay? Because you have a, an internal network of information, Okay, because you you know mama's piss. Uh, whoops, whoops. Sorry, I meant uh, peeved. You know your mom was peeved about something this morning, and you like you go through the sibling um uh word chain and find out what happened to mom, who exactly angered her, and what you can do to avoid it. And then, like, they come back with the deets, bro. Like, the amount of detail that you get from all sorts of people. Like, these are your siblings, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, mom got peeved because, um, little brother number three, like, um, smashed her favorite china. And then it's just like, basically, 
don't talk to her within the next three hours and let her cool down. And, um, yeah, basically that's that. Or like, don't mention anything involving brother number three or China. (laughs) That's what I mean. Right. So you've got like, you've got a group of people and they basically enable you and they're like, Anyone who has siblings, whether it's a, whether you're close or not, growing up, you would have been close, even if you're not now. It's just so dramatic, right? Playing make-believe is so much fun when you have other people there, okay? Especially since they think so differently from you. And because you've got your own web of connections, and it's sort of like its own version of Gossip Girl. Like, like, oh, don't you dare tell mom that I snuck in this candy when... I know for a fact that two months ago you snuck out of the house or something like that. So, and you guys are like playing things over your head and it's just like a movie, but in real life. So that if you, so like I said, if you don't have drama as a subject, you definitely took drama, you definitely had drama in your life somehow, whether that's family drama, lifestyle drama, or just surrounding drama. Yeah. And, um, that is if you have lots of siblings, right? If uh, that's where you can get the drama. If you have if you're just like a single child, then you were so lonely that you had to turn to your imagination and mind and you're just super observant of those around you and you're like, hmm, interesting. And like, that's where your deluluness comes from. But there's no in between between that. Like, you can't have one or two siblings. You either have like no siblings or you have like four above. Like, that's that's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong. But that's the vibe that I get from the drama. Um, Next type of reader will be done after this break because I've been talking too much and you guys need to process this for a little bit. So I'll see you guys in a wee minute. All right. Welcome back, guys. And um, ticking just to have consistency from last episode where I talked about my personal like book sins or book blasphemy stuff i'm going to uh do that after the break like right now basically like i did last episode so i only have one this episode or two no yeah just one um and that is basically the self spoil and this is basically someone who reads a book and um before they decide to get it they read the last page of the book um and they read it backwards, basically. They need to know how it ends first, and then they can decide whether they, like, you know, can read the book. That is insanity. Like, I genuinely don't understand people who do this. Um, I mean, like, all the power to you. I mean, like, if you read, if it gets you into reading, then read. I guess that's a good thing. A win is a win, I guess. But I just, I can't do it personally. I mean, I tried it once, and I was just like, now I know how it ends. Why do I want to read it? Like, this was something I was supposed to, you know, get revealed to. This was a this was a moment that I should have earned, but I felt like I stole it. And I feel like I don't have the right to read it anymore. And it's not right, you know? Like, for example, I have the Maze Runner books with me right now, right? Um, I am still going to read it, but I know how it ends. Not because I basically skipped to the end, but because I watched the movie version of it. And because I know a version of it, even though I know it's not accurate. Well, not accurate. I mean, like, it's not the same. It goes, like, it goes through different pathways. Um, I still don't have the commitment to read it. I mean, like, I'm still interested in it enough to have bought the book and to plan to read it. Because, like I said, my TBR is crazy. But, um, yeah, no, like, uh, it's just... Because I know the plot line of it, in my 
list of TBR, it will constantly be pushed down for a book that I have not read before in my life. You know what I mean? Like, unless I've run out of books that I have, like, absolutely no clue about what it's about, then I will go to books that I saw the movie adaptation of or I know how it ends somehow, and then I'll read it. And that is if I don't turn to my comfort book first, right? So, yeah, there you go. And I, like, it's not so much blasphemy. Well, yeah, it's just, it's not, it doesn't feel right to me. But I'm not as behemoth about this as I was about the Spinebreaker. Because that, that literally, like, physically, that makes me, like, shiver. Like, seeing that done. And I'm just like, oh my god, it's just... And I think I have so much hatred for it. It's because I used to do it. I know, I know, shocking. Like, but I did. I, I used to do that. I think I did it to a few books as a kid. And I was just like, well, no. And then it just fell apart. And I just felt so sad. And I mourned for it. And now I, like, I think I swore to myself to never let that happen again. <laughs> so here I am, advising other people. I feel like Master Shifu from... Kung Fu Panda, wise and old and advising. and When, in fact, I am not wise nor old nor advising. I'm just talking. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, the self-spoil. I don't get it. But if it, if it, like, if it tickles your pickle, then go ahead. It's just not, not a recommended form for me because I feel like it's not earned and we don't deserve it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's that's the vibe that I get from that. And, um, yeah. Oh, actually, actually, I was supposed to psychoanalyze this, right? Hmm. Uh, soft spoil. I don't know. I, I have the feeling that this is the type of person who doesn't like surprises uh, in their life. They're a very straightforward type of person. Um, you're a very straightforward par- type of person, and you, I think you would see life in a terms and conditions sort of way. You, because you're a very upfront person, you don't like it when other people play word games with you. If you don't like someone, you say it to their face that you don't like someone. But if you want to avoid it, then you will. But you just, you just won't hang out with them. Like, you won't bother with fake people and stuff like that. You just, um, if you want something, you just get straight to the point. Instead of asking about how Sharon's baby is going, you're just going to be like, hey, I'm in a tough spot. Can I borrow $20? Um, and then, like, or it's like, yeah, and you're just very, um, you're very direct. And I think some people can misunderstand you as rude um, and, like, someone who doesn't know how to read social cues when you're just, you just don't like to play games, really. And it's like, you view time as something precious, and you're always conscious of it, so you don't like wasting that. And talking around a subject, exchanging pleasantries and stuff like that, that is wasting time, and that is actually one of your few, one of your few pit peeves. So yeah, that is how I read people who do self-spoils. Anyway. Oh yeah, and you're probably a lawyer. Or prosecutor or something. I don't know. Like, when you walk into, like, a situation, you want to know the cause, the, like, the who, what, where, why, basically. And you want to know, like, like for example, you know how in job interviews and stuff, like, you obviously do the interview and stuff, and um, 
you sort of are hesitant to ask about the pay rate because they never actually tell you how much they're going to pay you other than like sometimes they'll be like oh yeah yeah you get paid minimum wage but that's for like part-time stuff I'm talking about like for real like jobs and they'll give you a range of like oh you know you like you um just like yeah maybe they just they won't give you a range sometimes people say like oh you can um get a range of like 70 to 80k a year like you know but that is to be debated about right and sometimes you just can't ask the question because it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like you know um interview etiquette to do so um these types of people they would they would ask because they want to know they want to know what they're getting into and if it's not worth their time then they're not going to be there so just going to be like straight up so what is what is the pay rate for this job like what am i expecting and stuff and if it's something that doesn't work for them they're just like thanks but no thanks yeah <laughs> so yeah that's that's the that's the vibe that i get from them and finally we're going to my favorite one of all time and this is the e-reader and i think i did briefly talk about it last episode but very briefly like um because it was like under a different topic but yeah the e-reader like sometimes people prefer doing audible right and they do it while doing other things but i've tried that once and i just i can't i can't do that like i mean i can see how it would work out if you were working out or something and you want to zone out and you want to listen to your your reading and like just pass the time i think that would work out but like doing that while doing chores and stuff i don't think i can do that while doing chores um like when i read i have to read like i have to be in the moment um but audiobooks um also doesn't work because i have i have trouble hearing um and this isn't a medical reason it's just like i suck at hearing and it's just it's that that's that and i need like and it sucks, you know, like, um, sometimes I zone out in the middle of reading, and next thing I know, like, a page has passed, and I didn't understand anything, and I have to reread that. It's easy to reread, because all you have to do is just have your eyes look at the top of the page, but with Audible, when you want to rehear that part, you have to take your phone out, and like I said, you could be working out, or you could be doing chores, you have to take your phone out, unlock it, and then skip, like, you know, replay it back to the moment that you to the moment that you uh zoned out but you would have to like like oh go back like a minute and then hear it for like five seconds and be like oh wait no no no, i need to go back further and then you skip like five minutes ago and you're like no no i've already read this part i gotta skip 15 seconds in the future stuff like that and it's just it's so much of a hassle and also like i struggle with hearing accents and stuff like if it's an accent or or something like that it's just i don't know just things get blurred and meaning is lost to me and i know it works for some people because some people don't prefer reading for pretty much the same reason like they can't have their eyes stick to the page and it just feel they feel so restless sitting in one spot and they need to be doing something else so like yeah no that's fair enough and for those people that's great you know um and i did try um i did try audible once well not necessarily audible but audio books right um uh, while I was working at Roxburgh, because I had to do cherry picking, but I had to do, like, not cherry picking specifically, but I worked in the warehouse, and basically I had to grade the cherries and wash them in ice-cold water and, like, sort them into their assorted piles and stuff. And it's quite, it's quite grueling work because of how cold it is in the warehouse, and you have to be standing for, like, eight, nine hours a day. Um, but it's, it's simple work. It's easy, good, simple work with good pay. It's just, 
long, right? And you can easily zone out. You're not technically supposed to listen to songs or anything like that, but God, is it just tough not to do that, right? So um, I usually, I usually like sneak headphones in and stuff and like listen to something. First, I listen to songs, but I get sick of that real easily because I can I can tune out songs as well because I've listened to them before. But with stories, you can um, you you zone into the story, right? And because you're doing the same task task repetitively, you can zone out of that and you can zone into a real and different world. And it's sort of like teleporting in a way, and it's like cheating. And I love it. Like you're cheating life. Like it feels like you're just getting free money because you're just next thing you're not, you you're basically getting paid, obviously to work, but to listen to your book, and that's just that's great. But that is the only situation that I find that audiobooks works for me. Um, and, uh, but other than that, like, reading is the way to go. Um, and like I said in the last episode, for me, reading online comes with a lot of benefits because it doesn't hold the same weight or responsibility as it does when I read an actual physical book. Because with physical books, I have to, I have to, um, what's it called? I have to annotate it. Like, it's just a, a physical need of mine. But whereas online books, I don't have to do that. Like, I don't have the same urge. And if I really did want to say something, I could just comment at the end of that chapter. Or if I'm on Wattpad, for example, because Wattpad has this really, um, I haven't gotten on Wattpad for a, a while, but, um, like, getting into fanfiction and stuff, Wattpad was the first website I've ever used. Introduced to my, introduced by my friend. <laughs> and Wattpad has this nifty feature where, oh my god, did I actually just say nifty feature unironically in a sentence? Oh my god. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I had a moment. Um, it's this really cool feature where you can basically write a comment or pair, like, or, um, review. Yeah, yeah, comment. You can write a comment on every paragraph. Um, or, and obviously it depends on how long the paragraph is. If the paragraph is short, then you can quickly make comments and, like, jokes and stuff like that. But if it's long, then you, then it's basically like, because obviously these are written by, Generally, these are written by people who don't write professionally, and some people are still are just starting out um, writing. And some of them have no paragraphs whatsoever, so it's like basically hot, so hard to read. But also, like, you can't comment till the end of the chapter because there's no paragraph breaks whatsoever. Basically, the benefits of Wattpad because is just the comment section, I think, because like the books there have got has definitely got a certain genre and. The vibe there, or, like, the group of people there is very much a certain age group or a very... a certain demographic that I sort of outgrew and it doesn't fit me anymore. But the only redeeming fact factor of this app is the fact that they have those comment sections. Because sometimes those comment sections are funnier than the book itself. Because people be commenting wild, wild things. And it's just... It's, it's so, it's so funny and it's just so good. And that makes a book just 10 times better, especially if you find someone who's got the exact same thought as you and you can obviously like and respond to their comment as well. And you can have a whole mini discussion in there and stuff like that. Like I once was reading this book on Wattpad. It was called, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called The Strength. No, no, that's not what it's called. Um, but it was basically like a Yandere vibe book or in if you don't uh, okay yonder uh if you don't know what that is it's um like a very obsessive stalker murdery type of 
book, basically. So if you've watched the TV show You, sort of similar vibe of that, a bit more psychotic, a bit more fantastical. Anyway, um, so there was this one thing in the comment where this one person said, bro, invite me to the wedding. And then there was this whole thread of people responding, like, like, oh, I'll be, I'll be the flower girl, or I'll be the priest, I'll be the carpet under your foot, or like, um, I'll be the one ordering the dress, I'll be the person, I'll be the bridesmaid wearing, wearing, um, bringing like, uh, uh, like red syrup to spray on anyone who wears white to the wedding, and someone will respond, I will wear white to the wedding, or something, and I got in there as well, me and my friend, we had said something, I don't know, this was years ago, but it was just so funny to me, because even like, months and months later, even years later, I would still write randomly get notifications of people responding to that comment thread and adding who they are to that wedding venue. And all it started with was someone were commenting, invite me to the wedding, basically. And then there was a whole community brought about and they just made it everything. And there's like probably like a hundred responses in there now. And it's just so funny. It's just, and it's just one example of amazing, wonderful comments that you can get on stories there. And um, I just wish a lot more online reading websites did that more often. I wish. It's a bit tough, like, to find that. The only other website I can think about is, like, usually manga websites uh, where you're scrolling through books. You can have, like, um, you can have, uh, what is it called? Is it bullet comments or flying comments? Floating comments? I don't know what it is. It's basically, like, you can obviously turn on or off this feature. But if it is on, as you're scrolling through the... Um, the manga, and if you've read online manga before, then it's just one long, continuous scroll, then these comments, these bulletin comments, will just appear um, as you scroll, and that those comments will appear in the place that they had, in the panel that they had commented. You know what I mean? And they just float across your screen. Like, they fade into view, float across the screen. Ah, so cute, kawaii. And then it, like, fades out, and then it, like, um, floats away. And it's just, it's so cute. And if you went backwards, and then went back down, then that comment would, that comment would reappear and stuff. Like, those are features that I really appreciate in online reading websites. And I wish they had it more than in just manga websites and Wattpad. Like... Um, I, it's probably really tough to do. I don't know. I mean, I don't make apps. I don't know the technicalities of it. But the community that you can build there is just, like, it's just so good. Like, chef's kiss. So that's why I'm saying like, I love e-reading because it's just, you get a whole sense of community there. And it's like, suddenly you're not reading alone. You're reading with other people, right? Because you, you are actually talking with people who were was reading this book that you are as well and they're experiencing the same emotions as well like they were also betrayed by the author when that author did that plot twist murder thing and um now like you can come sorry i just ran away from the mic there now you can complain about it to other people and talk about how the author was so evil forever coming coming up of that terrible terrible idea to kill off the favorite side character and it's just oh it's so personal i can't it happens way too often and what I love about it, too, is that you can actually interact with the authors themselves sometimes. And um, this is, like, for, like I said, because I talked about, like, two episodes ago, I think, I was talking about, like, um, Novel Updates, that website. Like, um, they that, not, that website is basically just, like, a hub of, um, like, where you can get translated books. And they then redirect you to many translation, uh, translated books. There, obviously, you get to interact and comment with other people who have commented there. But then you also get the chance of getting responded, res- 
a response from the translator slash author themselves and you can really get an in first person experience or view of what the author was thinking when they wrote that moment like what were they thinking when they like decided to kill off that character like I could just be like like oh my god no I can't believe you killed this favorite side character and then two months later that person might respond and say like oh my god I know even I didn't see it coming the character just wrote itself and I'm like I'm still crying over his death or something like that or or maybe they would just be laughing and just like haha just I like I like I like making you guys suffer and stuff like that author and uh per like Rita interaction is just so wholesome and sweet and um that is something that you don't get in physical books and um it's something I definitely recommend to people who prefer like physical books or haven't tried e-reading before definitely give it a go I mean I don't come I don't guarantee that you'll get like um a a response from the author especially if like they're a big author and if they're big authors they usually get like published books anyway so it's hard to contact them though in saying that with social media and tiktok being such a big thing these days a lot of authors are on social media and on tiktok and stuff like for example victoria aviard who wrote the the um the red queen series she is on uh tiktok and you can talk to her through there through like comment on her videos and stuff like that catch up on her latest projects see the behind the scenes of her working process um and uh and there's a chance that she'll respond to you and see what you have written and um and obviously it's really good for the authors to get a proper response and review an idea of what their readers and audience like and in turn you get to have like a more in-depth character like analysis of what your favorite character like how that favorite character was built and stuff like that so obviously that is um more on the more uh official side of things like um like like I said like novel updates web web novel uh webtoon and stuff like that. But <laughs> fan fiction is another is another like ballpark in general. Like um usually and I'm not saying I'm not saying all the time, but usually you will get response from the author because they are a reader such as yourself and they will be they will be on the app or website just as much as you are to, uh, like you know commenting on other people's books saying please update while knowing damn well that they have their own work in progress that hasn't been updated in three months and are in fact ignoring other people commenting on their work saying please update like um and they're just their responses are the most unhinged like the reason why I find such beauty with like interacting with people like this is because they didn't go through the publishing process they didn't have editors and sometimes that can be disastrous but usually that is just so beautiful because that is a book that came completely from someone else's mind that was inspired off of like an original source material sure like the Maze Runner or Marvel or whatever or Harry Potter or anything but it still pretty much came out of their own mind and this is their own idea and this was before it was censored by like the publishing company or by editors and stuff like that this is before someone said hey stop this isn't going to sell with your demographic and so you have to change it or this is too inappropriate or this is just too this is too niche and it won't sell like because obviously the main in like the main thing that um, publishing companies and stuff has to do is make money, right? And your job as the writer is to 
provide a medium of that, right? And that is your stories and books. But with non-profit like translated books or online books, fan fiction, whatever, it's just, it's their work alone and they didn't need to go through some, they didn't need to go through any editing, like obviously editing, but like they didn't need to go through any um, checkbox, you know, of what you can and can't do. If they decided they wanted it in their book, then they wanted it in their book. Obviously, like I said, sometimes that can be absolutely disastrous and some people genuinely need to be like, they need to have restricted access to the internet because I have no idea where or how your mind came up with that and how you thought that it was okay. Like, yeah, but, you know, that's like a minority. But usually, usually, the things that come out of that is just so beautiful. And even though it started off as a fan fiction, like, they're so talented and genuinely so good that if they wanted to, they could just take out every fan, like, everything, like, uh, relating to the original source material, change it up a wee bit, and make it an original book and actually get it published. Like, there's genuinely some very talented people out there that need to get more recognition, and, like, um, they don't, though, because of the stigma that is, you know, surrounding the whole thing with fan fiction. Um, because I read this one book, um, that obviously it was fan fiction and it was, um, it was, it was a Marvel fan fiction and I, it was like, uh, it was basically saying, but it was so, it was so, uh, it was so abstract and it was so out there that it can genuinely be with a few minor tweaks. It can genuinely be published and it can get popular. Like it was so good. Um, and it was, I think it was a Loki fan fiction, and it was basically, but it was less the Marvel, it was less the Marvel character, and more so accurate to the Norse character. It just had Marvel references in it, but it was so minuscule that it felt like I was reading an original book, genuinely, and it was just so good, and it was, like, this whole thing with reincarnation, and how, like, uh, Loki, and I'm talking about Norse Loki with the flaming red hair, the, ma like, the magical practitioner, you know, like, that, like, it was just so good, and it was so different to what Marvel had put out there, and, like, that with a few tweaks, because Norse mythology, or mythology, myths and legends, or whatever, that's, like, free reign. Anyone can, anyone can write about that, and it's just, yeah, like, that person can make money, and I strongly encourage that person, to have published that because that was actually gold. It was a work in progress when I visited it and it's been a while since and I do hope that they were in the process of getting that published because it was absolutely fantastic and top tier. So yeah, people who um, are e-readers, because I don't think I ever psychoanalyzed this, is people who crave a sense of belonging, community, and uh, they're generally, people who read online are generally so funny. I swear to you, like, their comedy might not survive in the real world. Like, it's very dark, it's very niche humor, but they're, they're so hilarious. Like, the, some people that you see online, it's actual, it's so funny. Um, the things that they come up with, the words they say, is just so, like, it's so out there, it's so out of pocket, but it's so good. And I, I get the sense that you might not have a lot of friends, uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You might not have a lot of friends, but you do have a few close friends. And when I say close, they're like brotherhood, sisterhood sort of thing. Like, you're very close, you know? And um, it is only those types of people that you can really be yourself around and bring out this form of humor, this form of, like, this genre of whatever you're 
reading or something. Because like I said, there's a lot of stigma around fan fiction and even e-reading as well. Because it's just like some people who are more traditionalist readers are like, um, that's not real reading, okay? Because you didn't, you didn't like, um, you don't have a book, like a copy of it in your hands. But like actually, Susan, yes, I do have a copy of it in my hands. I'm holding it and it's lighter so I don't have back pain. And then Susan will be like, uh, but like you didn't pay for it. Well, actually, Susan, yes, I did pay for it. Same amount, actually. Actually, no, it's cheaper because they didn't have to waste trees printing it off. Plus, I probably won't read it if it was physical. And it's just like, ebook is just easier sometimes. And like, everyone, like I said, everyone can read whatever they want and like, and just like let it, let it happen, basically. And, um, people should just deal with that, I think. Everyone can read whatever they want, write whatever they want. Um, and just, even if it doesn't agree with your, like, what you like and what you prefer, just because you like physical books doesn't mean that I should just read physical books, you know? Like, it's all about a preference thing. The only thing that I am very hesitant about, like, genuinely, when I say you can read whatever you want, literally knock your socks off, read whatever you want, Okay. Whether that's an enemies to lovers, or a childhood friends to lovers, or maybe it's non-fiction. Like, not my type of thing, but go ahead, you know? Like, if you want to do that, like, read it, for sure, for sure, go ahead. The only thing that I cannot stand is forbidden romance. And I'm not talking about the forbidden romance, where it's just like, like, you know, like, there's like a difference in class, like the poor and rich, or like the princess and the bodyguard, or the princess and the peasant, or something like that. No, I'm talking about forbidden, like illegal, illegal romance. Like, like, we all love a good age gap, right? We all love a good age gap where it's just like, like the vampire is like 100 years old, and like the the humans like 30, 30 years old or something. Like, that's good. 100 year age gap in a fantasy, fine and normal, it's whatever. But, like, there was this one, there was this one book, and I haven't even read it or seen it myself, but I saw it from this one book talker, Amina, who was, um, saying about it, and she, she said it herself, and I recommend you check out her video, she was, and one of the things was basically, like, I had loved her from the minute she was born, and I'm just like, sir, sir, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Like, you, you were there when she was born? And you're, and she just turned 18 and you want to, okay, okay, uh, that's enough, that's enough for me today, um, yeah, that's it, just read whatever you want, just, just not that, <laughs> just not that, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me today on Thoughts and Theories. I hope you've learned something new or taken away something to think about. I hope to see you all next time. Till then, this has been Thoughts and Theories with Asha Ama Astri. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.